On this episode of Missing the Point, it's our Cheap Heat WrestleMania 37 preview show. We'll preview this year's card, give our predictions, look back at almost four decades of WrestleManias with our favorite matches, performers, and moments. This is Missing the Point. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Missing the Point proudly presents to you the most entertaining and informative wrestling podcast out there, and that is not a prediction, it is a spoiler, and this is Cheap Heat. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Cheap Heat. I am your host, Michael Marcangelo, and today we are talking about WrestleMania, and I cannot do that without Ray Sean Buchanan and Craig D'Alessandro. Gentlemen, it's WrestleMania season. It's the granddaddy of them all. How are we feeling about this year? Fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine, but I'm, I'm also mad that I'm not going to be there in, in person. You know, I was telling you guys off the air before we started, you know, I went to the last, well, I went to WrestleMania 33, 34, and 35. Obviously, last year because of COVID, couldn't go. So I, w- I was hoping to go this year, but you know, had, had some injuries and some other stuff happened to me, so I couldn't be there. But either way, like I said, like you said, the granddaddy of them all. I'm excited, so let's get into it. Craig, you didn't sound too excited. I'm excited that we're starting to get a little bit back to normalcy of our uh, big wrestling things. WrestleMania is outside this year, of course, is supposed to be at the stadium as it was last year, uh, but of course. Being what it was last year was that hell of the performance center, but not too excited over the card. Just not. That's what they call a big market segue. So what yeah. we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the card. It is a it's a two night event. So we're we're going to go down uh, which, night which, one. Which, by the way, yes, love it. Me too. Love that. Oh, the, I, that, you love that as two nights? I, yeah, I, I, th- I I I cannot remember what was it two or three years ago sitting through a sixteen match card for four hours. That was WrestleMania 32. Remember, it was yeah, seven hours. Like, that was like a marathon. Yeah, and there, there was so many moments, though. But obviously, like we'll get into that. But oh my gosh, Michaels, Austin, yeah. Foley, yeah. Rock coming back, Cena. It was crazy. So, so can't wait. So Craig's not too excited. I think uh, some of the positives here is that two nights gives you the chance to have as many superstars as you possibly can, and as many wrestlers have time, not be rushed. The, I think for me, one of the worst things that you that you see is a six-minute Mania match that should have been 15. And so night one, we're starting with the Raw Tag Team Championship match. It's the New Day versus AJ Styles and Amos? Amos. Amos. Edit that, Craig. Amos. This will be Amos's debut. It's you know, it's the first event that we have in front of fans in over 13 months. Are we expect so again, normally what we do here is we talk about what we think is gonna happen and then what should happen. I think AJ Styles should win and Amos should win. I think, but I think what will happen is the new day is gonna retain. Gentlemen, Craig, you how do you feel about this match? This is being portrayed or billed as uh Omos's first real match. You know, we've seen him for a while now on WWE television, go back to the beginning of Raw Underground where he was a bouncer out outside of uh, Raw Underground. So he's been there. We've seen Amos for a while. It's just been recently that now he's been paired with AJ Styles, and now he's just been his bodyguard. Now all of a sudden they're throwing together this match for uh, the first night of WrestleMania. I, you know, based on what I've seen out of him, there was he is a physically imposing man who is surprisingly quickly athletic. 
which I've seen before in WWE, been tremendously disappointed. But huh. I don't feel bad. Ab- I don't feel bad about this one as I do with some of the other matches. Who wins? I think New Day retains, but you see a lot out of AJ Styles and Amos. Rayshon. So I, I, this is actually one of the matches I was actually excited for. I mean, I love the New Day. Like, I mean, <laughs> hell, I, I got my hair looking like Kobe Kingston, just without the, <laughs> just, just without the blonde color. Love him and Xavier Woods together. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Amos does, though, right? Like, obviously, we've seen him, you know, play the bodyguard role, and you know, he's you know, squishing heads outside the ring, like like the Great Khali back in the day, like he did to Rey Mysterio, which was crazy. And I, I think he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people on on Saturday night. And you know, I'm excited to see him. I actually think that they win the title. I do. I think. Today they, yep. they find a way to win it. It's gonna be something where you know some small drivers outside the ring, referee gets knocked out or whatever, and then a monster starts just throwing everybody all over the place. And then you know, he couldn't be paired with anyone better than he really is maybe outside of Randy Orton, the best in-ring talent we have in the WWE, maybe in all of wrestling, to be honest. You know, so I just think that it's, it's gonna be awesome to see. And I'm excited to see what the, those guys do as a team. Like I said, we know the New Day are. Like, the New Day, they sell merch. They, they're great workers as well, so this, this is not taken away from them. But, you know, they're the 10, 11-time, you know, you know, World Tag Team Champions. So, I was like, yeah. we, we, we've seen this. So, I think, you know, hey, they, they're the draw. But let's see AJ Styles and the Moss get that win and see what they can do as a tag team going forward. I think this is the closest thing to the Shawn Michaels-Diesel tandem that we saw back in 93, 94. Since then, right? I think they're going to protect. They're going to make sure AJ Styles is probably the most similar to Sean that there has been since Sean in, in the WWE. And I think Amos is, is going to be well protected in this match. And we're only going to see the things that he can do well, like we did with Ronda Rousey back at WrestleMania. Was that 30, 34? Yeah, 34, yep. 34 with Kurt. Very, she, they showcased what she could do. I think that this is going to be something along those lines as well. The next match... I think that this has the early ability to steal the show. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. If there was ever a time for Cesaro to have a good one-on-one WrestleMania match, it's against Seth Rollins. And now what they've been doing, they've been building Cesaro up. He doesn't just look like this pissant that's going to lose to Rollins. He might lose, but I don't think he's going to be hurt if he does. I cannot wait to see this match. I love the buildup. I love the, I love the swing in the backstage area. That was awesome. So I hope Cesaro wins, but I won't be mad if if, if Rollins wins. Uh, Rayshon. I want some respect. <laughs> Give me my respect. And like I said, I, I, listen, I love Seth Rollins, but it, it should be Cesaro's time. It's, it's a swing time. So, <laughs> like, it, like you said, the, the build has been great. I, I love seeing so they propped up Cesaro. Probably really just the first time since he was under Jack Swagger with the Real American gimmick when he won the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal back in 2014 at WrestleMania 30. You know, that's when I felt like he was kind of like at his height. And obviously, you know, he had a great time with the bar uh, with him and Sheamus. But just as a singles guy, I feel like at that time he was really at his peak. But now we're starting to get back to that. So, and, you know, it goes back to what he talked about on Talk of Smack. You know, he talked about getting opportunities. Well, it's it's here now, Cesaro. So the Cesaro section is going to be there live and effect in Tampa. You, you better bring it. So you better swing, knock it out the park, whatever you need to do. But uh, I'm excited to see that match. You know, we know Seth, you know, for no pun intended, Seth, Seth and him should burn it down. They, they're, yeah. they're going to. They're going to burn the house down on Saturday. And that probably will be the match that night for night one. Who wins? I, I think Cesaro wins. I got Cesaro. Craig. This has the potential, definitely, like you said, to be the, if not, the best wrestling match on this 
card and it's probably out of all these probably the least hyped out of all of them and i feel you know sometimes that's a good thing because it's a match that's come together you know rather quickly but it's a match that just has so much potential i'm not sure if uh, anyone watched uh takeover last night of nxt but a match that came together really quickly tomaso champa and walter oh man it wasn't near the main event card and you know I think that this is going to be the, you know, there's always a match where it doesn't matter where it is that it could be early or right in the middle. It's the match you go, it's a match when you're leaving the arena or you turn off the television that you still talk about. I think that this one has the potential to be one because either Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Cesaro is the best, just the best in-ring performer in the company right now, in my personal opinion. Wow. It's, oh, it's okay. Aside uh, praise. He's he's an amazing athlete, and I just think, I think yeah, this sure. I think this match has the potential to just blow the roof off. Kind of feels like it could be you know some, a match that we're, we're going to talk about later is the Savage Steamboat, right? Hogan and Andre talked those people into the building, and that match is what people talk about now. Obviously, the moment where where Hogan slams Andre, great. We'll talk about that too. But th- this match between Rollins and Cesaro has. Everything that you need, all the ingredients necessary to be the match that 15 years from now we're talking about, you just didn't expect it. But, man, are you glad you were there for it. Right, exactly. And, sorry, just a quick aside because Craig brought it up. So, And I think I sent, I sent this to you earlier, Mike. Shout-out to Raquel Gonzalez for winning the Women's NXT Championship. I saw her in Dusty Rose Classic, and I was like, why is she not on the main roster? This girl's yeah. a beast. And clearly Triple H saw what I saw. Now they put the title on her. So go ahead, Raquel. You're, girl, you're not next. You are right now. So kill that <laughs> shit. You are awesome. So I, I had to say that. She's, she's great. It's awesome. Next match. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in the Steel Cage match. Okay. The build, yeah. <laughs> the build to this is that Braun Strowman is a big, dumb guy. And Shane's a rich, smart guy. Great. Right. Like it's not, it's, it's nothing that I truly care about. I think I can speak for all of us when the part of this match that we care about is how, what is Shane, is Shane going to jump off the top of the cage through the table on the outside or like, what the hell is he going to fall off of to sell it? Because for me, again, that's my catchphrase. This match doesn't do anything for me. I actually hope Shane wins. I'm over Braun Strowman. I'm not last year when that, that Goldberg match, Sorry, man. Like you, he can't. He was thrown into that, though. Sure, but he was. I'm saying he was. Roman was like, "I'm not coming in." So they was like, "Okay, Braun, come back, bring your ass back down here to Tampa to tape." I mean, to Tampa, so to the P, yeah, to Orlando, to to the PC, and they threw him in there, and, and he won. I mean, he he did what we, he could in that moment. Just I can tell somebody. you that there's only been one Braun Strowman match that I've actually liked. And I, I couldn't believe that I did. And it was him versus Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. Is that right back in? Yeah, in, 20, in 2017. And because it, it was really, it, I mean, Lesnar can take a hit. He can't hit Shane that way. So, I, you know, I hope Shane wins. I know Braun's going to win. Craig, your thoughts on this match. And I, I, before you say you hate it and it sucks. I already have. Yeah, right. Yeah, this match to me has just been thrown out of nowhere. You know, it, it, it's the classic bully versus, you know, trying to, you know, you know, the, I want to say little guy, but Braun Strowman's enormous. Well, they're painting him to be mentally yeah. little. Yeah, they're painting him to be stupid and be bullied and you'd be like trying to overcome the bullies. So I, I this this feels like the match that's like targeted for like five-year-olds. 
Yeah, people, I mean, it means they've been remember. targeting. They've been targeting Nickelodeon kids with this anyway. The slime. I mean, Ray was there. Ray probably was just cheering his ass off when Strowman picked some seven-year-old out of the crowd to be a tag team champion with in New Orleans. Right? I was actually pissed. I was actually pissed. I mean, yeah. So hey, shout out Nicholas. You know, you're you're a one-time <laughs> tag team champion. That was great. But yeah. people were wondering what was going on because he was running around, and I mean, I was up top, so obviously he wasn't picking anyone from where we were uh, setting. <laughs> But it was just like I was expecting someone to come, like you know, wrestler make a return and come back and be yeah. a champion. Oh yeah, they were building yo, that you, for weeks. I'm, I'm like, yo, you go pick some, you know, some little brat out the crowd to, <laughs> to win the championship. Like, and my thing is, what what would have made that cooler? Let let him pin him. Let him pin. You, you slam him. Let him come pin. He'll never forget that. That's what you do. Don't sit there. Let him stand there behind the ring and there. Like don't know. Like, don't do that. But you know, yeah, I do feel this is a very tired story. I do think it can be an okay match, mainly because of what Shaman Man's going to do. Yeah. Um, Shaman Man's an underrated performer in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I, I'll argue that with anybody. But this, this also reminds me of what happened back at WrestleMania 34. With the story between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss, right? Oh so, God, yeah. yeah. With my girl Mickey James, you know, making all their fun and talking all the trash. Oh, lay cool, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you know. Next thing you know, you know, Nia is being put in that spot of like, okay, like everyone. I mean, and that that crowd, as much as people love Alexa Bliss, they they were they was ready for Nia to beat her ass, and yep. he did, and she won. She won uh, the championship that night. So. That's what's going to happen. It's kind of weird making Braun someone that b- as big as Braun to be the face, so to speak. But, I mean, <laughs> here we are in a few days. He'll <laughs> be the face coming into that match. And, yeah, you know, he'll hit him with a slam, you know, I, hopefully two or three. And, yeah, I think Braun gets it done on, on Saturday night. I think it's dangerous because in those situations, Alexa was – uh, like in the situation you just painted out there, Alexa by far was is the better in ring performer, right? But Nia can hold her own on the microphone, and she's and aside from when she's irreparably damaging Becky Lynch's face, she's pretty she's okay in the ring. Braun he's fine in the ring, but people their first live their first WWE event in over a year, if Shane is getting his ass whooped and then jumps off the top of the cage, they're gonna cheer for him. You you can't hate him when he's in the ring because you understand the, the things that he's doing to to his body. So, I think that, I think they're gonna that's gonna be an interesting mix. This next match, you know, it wouldn't be WrestleMania without celebrity interference. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, who I really like, versus the Miz and Morrison. Hate hate it. Sorry, not, well, I just not, not Hate it. Yeah, I just want to say right now, I, I think uh, I was happy that the Miz won the title, whether it was for a week or whatever. It would, he deserves mm-hmm. it. He's been he's he has just been uh, a stallion for this company for so long. John Morrison's a great worker. I think Damian Priest is he has all of the things that you want to be a, a main event. I think bad again, <clears throat> Bad Bunny's going to surprise you. Yeah, they're only going to do things that make him look good, but. Maybe you'd rather have someone else that's been uh, training their entire life as a professional wrestler, uh, uh, you know, on this card to get that payday. But I think Bad Bunny and and Damian Priest win. I think uh, Bad Bunny and John Morrison actually have probably the most interactions in this in this match. I, maybe Bunny will knock out the Miz again and legit punch him in the face again. But I think you should prepare yourself to come out of this match and say, "Wow, wow, Mister Bunny actually trained." So that's my pick. Go ahead, Craig. Hasn't he been training for this match for a while? That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been hearing too. I've you know, you know, and they've done a really good job of this. They're continuing a trend where they're trying to bring in a a, a really big, popular at the moment celebrity that they've been doing for a while, like they did with Snooki a million years ago. And you know, Snooki didn't look bad in that match either. I understand the politics behind that match is terrible. Yeah, but this match, 
I don't hate. I love Damian Priest. I hate what they did to the Miz. He was a WWE champion what a month ago, and yep. John Morrison's done nothing since he's come back. But been Miz's little you know sidekick, who and, and you know John Morrison's probably one of the best performers athletes in WWE yeah. that, that they've ever had. But I actually think this is going to be one of the more entertaining matches. You know, I don't feel bad about this one. This one I feel pretty good. I hate the way it was set up. You know. A month ago, The Miz was WWE champion, you know, beating, beating, beating Drew McIntyre. Yep. And now, you know, two weeks ago, he's in a bunny costume doing a music video. It's embarrassing. Yeah. So, like, maybe that this isn't, uh, like, maybe Bad Bunny doesn't wow you like, like LT did against Bam Bam Bigelow, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's going to be good. And your snooky reference is spot on. That match wasn't a great match, but everyone remembers her her was her it cartwheels. Like her cartwheels in, into the elbow when she was teaming with Trish. That's good. That's that's what you want to remember. Ray, you, you don't seem too happy about this match. Give it to us. So I so okay. I like Damian Priest, right? Like I I liked his showing at the uh, the Royal Rumble. He's done some good stuff at NXT. Now with them being on Raw, he, he's awesome. Like I said, main event guy reminds me of a young Edge kind of right. So I'm cool with that. He's gonna be a main event guy. I was actually cool with Lashley beating the Miz. So I know we'll talk about his match later on, but I, I was fine with that. I guess it just kind of told the story. But as far as John Morrison goes, that that's on him. You you knew coming back, you didn't have to come back to be the Miz's sidekick. You didn't have to do that. Like I said, he, he is a hell of a performer. Why come back just to be there? I get it, you want to be back with your best friend, but at some point, I, I would have been better off seeing the match between them two. You know, best of friends, turns on them. That would have been beautiful. Hell, yeah. Who knows? Maybe that happens on Saturday night. Maybe John Morrison causes them a match. Miss says, what are you doing? I'm the A-lister. He smacks him. We have a match for backlash, whatever. I don't know. That, that I'm just in my creative mind. That's what I think should happen. <laughs> it could happen, but I, I know it probably won't. I mean, and I get it. I mean, maybe Bad Bunny maybe does a couple of slashes, you know, you know, like a frog slash or whatever. And I guess that would be cool, but I'm like, come on. This honestly, and I, I hate to say this because I know a disrespect to the Miz and to Morrison and even to Damian Priest. This is a kickoff show match. This is a kickoff show. This is not something I want to see. Like if, if I was there, I'd have been hot to see the old you're putting this in the actual card. Like, put this on the kickoff show. Nice little entertaining five to ten minute match. Oh, bad buddy come down there. Oh, Viva Rasa, you know, jumping off the rope <laughs> and call it a day. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see a 15, 20 minute match for bad money on the card. But I mean, hey, either way, we're going to see it. And I hope Miz and, and Morrison win because I, I don't want to see <laughs> bad money getting his hand raised at WrestleMania. The, to me, that'd be even more disrespectful. Man. I think, but isn't what you just said like, if it was, if it hadn't been for Bad Bunny, maybe these three guys are not on the card and they don't get a paycheck, right? So, which, which is also wild. Yeah. So conversely, like maybe, you, yeah, you want to see someone else get his spot, but had it not been for him, maybe they don't get that payday. So it's good. Well, Miz would have. Morrison yeah. and Damian Priest may not have, but Miz would have for sure. Yeah, for sure. The next match on Saturday night is the match that I have been. Wow. waiting for i've i've been talking about since our premiere episode for survivor series it is the legit boss versus the est of wwe bianca belair for the smackdown women's championship I honestly apology for this one honestly this should close the show the first night i think that these two first of all i think sasha banks is the greatest in-ring performer as far as the female goes since trish and lita I don't think she can be touched. She can sell. It's believable when she sells something. It's believable when she makes Bailey's number one fan cry and steals the sign uh, in, in, at NXT TakeOver. And Bianca Belair, 
she might be just as good. She might be better in terms of raw athleticism. So I hope my hope for this match is that they get 20 minutes. They go out there. They steal the show. I'm pulling for the boss, but I think Bianca's going to win. Craig? I owe you an apology for this one because we uh, back yeah. at our uh, Royal Rumble show we did the uh, who's going to win the who's going to win the uh, I told you yeah you told me you said who's going to win the women's Royal Rumble I said Alexa Bliss you said Bianca Bla- uh, Belair I thought it was too soon for her she had just come up to the main roster what weeks before and you know she came out what was she number two or she came out early no, and yeah she was yeah no yeah she yeah she came out number two yeah yeah mm-hmm. and she just ran the gauntlet. And she yeah. just dominated. She is living up to all the hype that they had given her, and she deserves this spot right now. And I'm not particularly a fan of the way they built this matchup because it was the same thing every week. I'm the boss. I'm the best. I'm the boss. I'm the best over and over and over. But still, at the end of the day, we're all looking forward to a WrestleMania match. And mm-hmm. I do believe that this is going to be the main event. I think they're going politi- to oh. politic this all the way to the main event spot, and it'll be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, the main event of night one. <sighs> I just don't see any way Bianca Belair loses. Just because you said that, I think that this match is probably going to open the show, but continue. Well, that's not a bad thing, though. <laughs> that's not a bad right, thing. Right, right. If you're on a WrestleMania card, you want to yeah. either open the card or you want to close the card. Chris Jericho yep. said that on a, podcast, on a podcast recently. So, because, and he's dead right about that, too. But, I, I still think this is the match that closes the night. Ray? Well, I'm all here for the batters that suffers the best, the EST or WWE, Miss Bianca Belair. I am, I am on the hype train. I, I co-signed with you, Mike. I said she was going to win it as well on that show that we did a couple months back. So I am excited for her. This is her time. This is her moment. And once again, Sasha Banks will be there. She'll be there. This is not going to ruin her career if she loses to, to Bianca Belair. You need new blood. Like, we've seen Sasha. We've seen Bailey. We've seen Charlotte. We've seen Becky Lynch, who, hey, Becky, I miss you. I hope that you, I hope that you come back the night after WrestleMania. I, I really do. That, that would be awesome. You know, she's definitely missed, but it's like you need some new blood in there. So I'm hoping that Bianca finds a way to win. I have her winning. And I said, to me, they, they should get a 20 minute match. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be great if there's no, I don't think it's like, an, it's not, there's not any stipulations in it, right? No, now. it's, it's, it's oh, just wrestling right match. Yeah, just right. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, yeah. So, okay, perfect. So, that's, that means they'll, they'll, they'll definitely sell the show and they'll, they'll give them 20 minutes. Like, Sasha's basically delivered in every pay per view match she's been in. Now, she hasn't always retained. You no, know, we know how that goes. So, some would say never. It's, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah, re- yeah recently. Yeah, yes. Happened, but, yeah. but I'm like, no, I'm saying, but now it doesn't happen often, obviously. You know, but I'm expecting kind of the, I feel like it's going to be a mix between what we saw at TakeOver 2015 between her oh, and man. Bailey, and yeah. then what we saw in 2016 between her and Charlotte at Hell in a Cell. I, it's going to be a, between a mix of that. So if I get 20% of that, bra- bravo. But like yep. I said, I, I'm here for the EST and WWE. Low key, not even low key, high key, got to crush all the other there. I'm a fan. She's a B. So she's married, uh, bro. Yeah, that's fine. I said I got a crush. I didn't say I'm trying to date. I said she, I got a crush. She, she looks good, uh, and she's a hell of a performer. So I'm, I'm, and I'm a she fan. makes her own gear too, which is awesome. It, it, exactly, exactly. Yep. I, yep. And, I, I saw that. Yep. And I think what you said, Craig, like maybe it's too soon. I think for nine out of ten people, you're right. Yeah. But she's infectious. Like you oh, see yeah. her and her smile and her athleticism, right? Not in the negative way, Rayshon, but like her personality is infectious. And you just want to like her. And there's just no way around it. So for, for all of us here at GP, we want that to be the main event. Yeah. And we're telling you 
that even if it doesn't go on last, that they're going to put on a main event match and they will. They, I think they're going to seal the show night one. They will be the thing you're talking about. And if they're not, it's because they weren't allowed to be. Fair? I'd agree with yep. that, yeah. Agreed, yep. Moving on to the final match of night one, the WWE Championship match, the almighty Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. If Bobby Lashley loses, I riot. Oh, That's wow. where I'm at. Because that man has been waiting far too long to be the champion, to be the WWE champion. He was handed some BS yeah. ECW championship back when he was feuding with Vince in 2007 after Umaga. I get it. He wasn't, maybe they didn't, th- they didn't think he was ready. He it, had it wasn't, great, not then. He wasn't ready then. Yeah, sure. How about 2010 or 2009 when he had the Great American Bash match against John Cena, when he should have won that for the WWE Championship? Whatever. It w- I think the Hurt Business should not have been broken up. They no. should be together. That's been one of the hottest gimmicks in the entire company. But if they broke it up for Lashley to retain, I'm fine with it. I love Drew. He did a great thing the last year during probably the hardest time in the company. <clears throat> He's a believable champion. But there's no more of, of a believable badass heel champion than Bobby Lashley. Absolutely. And Bobby Lashley deserves everything that he's gotten so far. He deserves to be WWE champion. I'm not taking anything away from him. He was handed some garbage storylines for the last year and a half. That thing with Lana and, and and Rusev and also, oh, I should know who it is, but I'm forgetting it now. Liv Morgan as well. That was that should have been something great. That should have been I did forget about that. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's unfortunate because that storyline had did have a lot of potential, but they just muffed it up so many different ways. He was handed he's just been handed some bad storylines for a guy that just did not deserve it and, you know and, and you covered it too you know from the ecw days to that thing with to that thing of umaga versus bobby lashley with donald trump and vince and the hair and having to leave the company and just dominating wherever he went after that and then also when he was doing it he was in bellator too just yep. dominating people there and now you know uh, what he's in his late thirties, early forties. He's in the Listen, best yeah. shape of his best yeah. shape of his life. Not that he's ever been out of shape. He deserves every bit of this, and you know, uh, it, it's a bit unfortunate. I don't think Drew McIntyre should be in this match, but I think th- this should be a squash. Bobby Lashley just yeah. talk in that ring and tear Drew McIntyre well, apart. I, I don't know about a squash because I believe that for everything that Drew McIntyre has done over the last year, he deserves to have a, a main event match and hear the crowd cheering, but. For me again, you put you give Bobby Lashley a manager like MVP, a top, like a, just a mouthpiece. Yep. He's unstoppable, and to steal one of Ray Sean's phrases, which I love to do, I'm here for it. Like I don't, there's no reason that he should lose. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I'm torn with this match because obviously I, I agree with every point you guys have made about you know Lashley deserving to be here, and you know like I like I alluded to, he he wasn't ready back in the late 2000s. You know, obviously, you know his most memorable moment obviously was the hair versus hair match. Was it hair versus hair with him and? Yeah, it, no, it, was it, loo- it felt like it felt like a hair versus hair, but the, the billionaire match. Shape whatever, head, yeah, so yeah, shape head or whatever. That's what I remember him for. I don't remember too many other matches that he had. Then he had some great matches in another company in, in TNA, but that wasn't you know that wasn't in the, the main spotlight. But I wasn't a fan when Drew McIntyre came back a few years back. And also I saw that match he had against Roman at WrestleMania 35. And I was like, oh, like he's okay. All right. But I got reinvested in him, the 2020 Royal Rumble. And seeing yeah. him, you know, Claymore kick, Brock Lesnar, you know, with the help of Ricochet, 
who's another guy they're seriously undervaluing, but I, I won't I won't go on that soapbox tonight. It's it's a it was I was like, oh, okay, like clearly the crowd's behind him. He's ready, he's now ready for this moment. And it, I mean the crowd would have erupted in, yeah. in in Tampa that last year. It, it went, when he hit them with that three or four Claymore because the crowd yeah. would have went nuts. So that's why he just and once again the matches he had with Orton, like he carried WWE in in the year of the pandemic. He 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 carried them. So he definitely deserves to be there. Like I don't know who else they would have had in that match. Yeah, um, let's mm-hmm. say they made it a triple threat or whatever, like they did with you know with, with Edge, uh, Reigns and uh, and Daniel Bryan. But man, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm excited to see this match. I'm torn, but I do. I, I said I think Lashley deserves to have his moment, and I I but I also get if they choose to put Drew over for him to have that moment in front of the crowd. I do. And maybe it, it continues a feud. So it does win. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. I, I think they're going to give him his moment that he missed last year. I, th- I think they're going to give it to him at that time. Drew, Drew McIntyre is probably the co-MVP of whatever the, whatever the hell we're going to call this last year with where there were no crowds, basically. It, you know, it, it's a tie between him and Oscar for, you know, whoever just, you know, power through all that. But still, I, part of me just thinks that this is not the match that Bobby Lashley wants. I know that for a fact. The match that Bobby Lashley wants, it's the match that everybody wants and everybody knows yeah. what that's going to be. And it's what I thought was going to happen two weeks ago. And it turns out it was Baron Corbin instead. It tur- it's it's should be, and we all know, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Yep, I, I think that happens at, at SummerSlam. Uh, I if, they, so, yeah, if they have fans, yeah, I think so. You, you no, don't. They have fans for this. They, they will have fans by August. They have fans because after Mania, they're not having fans for. They're not touring or having fans for Raw or SmackDown for a while. We'll say, but for, for the pay per view, though, I, I feel yeah. like for a pay per view, they'll do. I, I think for SummerSlam by SummerSlam, depending on where they where we are as a country, I, I think that's a legit thing to have. And yeah, like you said, everyone wants to see Brock versus Bobby. That that would be awesome. That would be awesome. There, there are so many stories to tell in that match, right? Because that's a real fight that you want to see in Bellator, and it's a real match that you want to see in WWE. Oh, I, so I, how- I, can book, I can book it for you right now. You know, him and Bobby Lashley are basically the same kind of person. There's only really only one difference between them, and they were booked completely differently. Yep. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, true, true. Yep. So that'll do it for night one. Night two kicks off Sunday night. United States Championship match, Riddle. Matt Riddle, I don't. I, I know that we, we they, they love dropping first or last names yeah. versus Sheamus. Uh, I love Sheamus. I actually love Matt Riddle. His character sucks. There, I mean, Stoner, Stoner gimmick. No, because I do, no, I love the bro thing. I love the sandals. I love the flip, whatever. Right, but now they're having him uh, forget lines on TV because I I just truly believe Vince doesn't understand like that you can smoke marijuana and not be a forgetful stoner like you know what i mean and so this is their thing athletically this should be a really hard-hitting match it maybe it'll make me feel differently about it after but i want sheamus to win i want riddle to turn heel hard fast because i think that if you do that if you give him like like just a little bit of the straight edge society that punk had back in the day he could be a badass heel that people actually hate so i'm here for sheamus winning and for and for riddle his career taking off i was gonna say how the hell do you turn matt riddle into a heel he i you know i just can't imagine any because you know let's be honest his gimmick is just he's high all the time yeah and then you know and i didn't think of the straight edge society but if you want to go that route i could buy that 
and he's a legit badass, by the way. Like he's oh, yeah. a UFC, he will UFC fighter. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. So who wins this fight, Craig? I think it's going to be Riddle. Uh, this is just, you know, I, I like, I, Vince likes him. He's had a lot of backstage heat on him, though, for various different reasons. But I just think that the way it's going, you know, this Sheamus is at the point where he's just putting people over. I think this is just a stepping stone for Matt, for Riddle, he's, too. He's having great matches, by the way. His match yes, against McIntyre, was, was it Fastlane? Yeah, yeah, that's a legit match. That is a main event of a WrestleMania, of a SummerSlam, or a Royal Rumble. So, I think at forty something years old, he's still putting in the work, and he's the best that he's ever been in WWE. Ray, so Riddle versus Sheamus. How amped up are you? This is the other match that I'm not hype about. This this is the bad. This is the bad bunny matchup for, for night two, in my opinion. Honestly, if you're gonna if you could put Sheamus on a card, you should have put him in that triple threat. Put him in that triple threat. Lashley, McIntyre. And then, and then and Seamus. I think that'd be cool to see. But excuse me, they chose not to. Can't have two triple threats for for the title. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you do whatever you want to do, though. They, they had two nights. They got three nights. You can do whatever you want to do, right? But I just think to me, you know, for me, for me. <laughs> gimmick infringement. Yeah, gimmick infringement. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trust me, we, we do it all the time. I just think that this is also another, this is a kickoff show match. I'm not, like, this is not something, yeah. I, I, I could care less about seeing this for 10 minutes. This is a kickoff show match that made the card because you're splitting it into two nights. So I was like, oh, let's give someone so a chance. Like, I mean, I get it. It's a title that has to be defended, but I'm like, Miz has won a championship on the kickoff show at WrestleMania. Yep. They did Actually, I think it was the same title. <laughs> it was the United States <laughs> Championship. He won a WrestleMania 29, which is an underrated show. I just watched that whole show. Yep. WrestleMania tournament was really good. It was my first time seeing it the whole way through, honestly. But, you know, we'll get to that later on. But, yeah, man, like I said, I'm not interested. But, I mean, I guess, I think just for the matches he's put in lately, give, give it to Seamus. Damn the step of stone. Yeah. He, he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the horse. He's the guy that's been here. He's the guy that's been putting in that work the last few years. I mean, um, think, like, think about the last year, dude. Like his matches with Hardy, with Jeff Hardy, when, when, back in the performance center when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that like their barroom match, which was, I mean, it was awesome. I think he's just been a guy that you that you did not expect to be in 2020 and now in 2021 to be putting on the matches that he is, and he's doing it. So reward him. Whatever you need to do, reward him. The next match, <clears throat> another celebrity. Hopefully, he does not get the focal point of this match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Now, here's why I'm intrigued. Yeah. I love Sami Zayn. I love this whole conspiracy theory gimmick. Love it. But I, no, I, no I, figure. I, I, right? I, but I have loved Kevin Owens since obviously his NXT days, but the minute he debuted and he won the, the United States Championship from John Cena, was it at Elimination Chamber one year when it was a one off event? Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing, right? And I don't know if you guys know this for those people at home, you know, you're, you're going to be listening to this on a Friday on your way to work or on your way home from work or wherever, whatever you're doing. If you're not driving, go peep the set for WrestleMania. They have a pirate ship built into the entrance. Last year, Kevin Owens is on the record saying he wants to jump off of it. So there's going to be a moment in this match that's going to make you say, holy shit, or oh my God, I hope Sami Zayn wins. I think he needs it more than Kevin Owens. But again, a, a match where I'm not going to be mad regardless of who wins. As long as Logan Paul doesn't steal the show. Well, he's going to be involved in it somehow. Obviously, he's a celebrity for night two. I think he's going to be a, unfortunately, because I do not like him, he's going to be a very you know big focus. And he is a very athletically gifted person. Let's not forget that. 
But as far as the match goes, I could watch, you know, we were talking about this before we started. I could watch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fight forever. They have never had a bad match, even before they came into WWE. The chemistry between them is just phenomenal. Yeah, go back and watch any Kevin Steen El Generico matches. Yep. And it's amazing. Ray, who, oh, well, actually, pause. Uh, Craig, who's going to win? I would like Kevin Owens to win. He hasn't won in a long time, but I think I think it's finally time for the conspiracy theorists to win one here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this match. I mean, I know, like I said, you know, we kind of got a, a nice little glimpse of it at WrestleMania 32 and that ladder match for the IC title, which, you know, bring, bring that back too, because that, that was also awesome. Shout, shout out to Zack Ryder. You know it, bro. But it was, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this match. They're, they're, they can steal the show in night two. Yeah, honestly, they can steal the show. Kevin Owens never disappoints me. Never. I can't think of a bad match he's been a part of. Same thing with Sami Zayn, but I mean, I've drawn more to Kevin Owens. I just feel like he's uh, one because I, you know, he looks more like me. And then he talks a lot of trash. Stand right, Sean. You know, <laughs> that I gravitate to guys that, that are bigger. So, <laughs> oh, I can take that out of context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you oh, some God. That, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Uh, right here on GP, no. Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this match, man. I think that Kevin Owens, you know, he put over Seth Rollins last year. You know, that, that was, that was a good match last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think Kevin Owens gets it, he gets it done. Kevin Owens won last year. Oh yeah. I thought Seth Rollins, I thought no. Seth Rollins won. That, that, that really catapulted Rollins into the Messiah gimmick, like really catapulted him. Oh, which was so awful. Oh God. That was so bad. Uh, so moving on to, to, to a match that. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> of two people that, that absolutely deserve to be on the card it's about time that, that they're going to be focused on it's uh biggie versus apollo cruz and Ooh. i tell you what like athletically you they, have, this. <laughs> they have the ability to seal the show there's a lot of those matches on the, uh, on this card craig i know that you said that this card sucks and you're gonna take a big humping you know what all over it but it's actually a pretty good card yeah. with a lot of talent apollo cruz's new gimmick at first I thought probably what everyone thought, like, uh, come on, Vince, like Vince, like, what are you doing? It's not a great look in 2021 to be doing what you're doing with an African American. Uh, you know what I mean? But however, it works for Apollo. He sounds great. He looks, he's taken seriously. He's not just this, you know, this run of the mill high flyer. That's just happy to be here. So I love Biggie. I think he's going to be a WWE champion someday. I'm here for Apollo Crews winning this match and I want him to win it decisively. I don't want there to be any doubt. I want it to be a clean one, two, three. Go ahead, Ray. You wanted this. <laughs> you, you you made me get biblical, Cruz. You made me. Let, let, th- this is the best version of Big E since the five count. Like, shout out, shout out to that. Oh, my God. Like, oh, uh, yeah. before he was Ziggler. And he's like, listen, man, this is the best version of Big E we have seen. He is serious. He is focused. He is locked in. Like, I'm sorry. I'm Apollo Cruz. You're cool, bro. Like, appreciate, <laughs> like, like the new gimmick. Listen, man, I hope Big E goes off and just and finds a way to get it done like let him retain this like i'm biggie needs to go on a serious run as for a singles as a singles guy yeah this time i'm sorry apollo cruz listen you can just hear my guy it's great you know my guy wale my twin wale is going to come out and perform uh biggie's song you can't be stopped he can't be stopped it's, it's, it's going down biggie 
listen, man, I, I'm, I'm, I can't even talk. I'm, I'm sorry, but this might be my favorite match uh, yeah. of, of the night. It, it just might be because, like I said, Big Biggie is at, is at the top of his game. And he can and go. He can definitely go. And like I said, the promos, like I said, you made me do this. You made me get biblical. You wanted this. You wanted this ass whooping. And that's right, Polar Cruz. Sunday, you wanted this ass whooping. You wanted it. You want some? Come get some. <laughs> Over. Yeah, it makes you wonder if Vince watches Talking Smack, man, because months ago, The Miz and Big E were on there, and The Miz said, I just want you to be more serious. I want you to be taken seriously and less of the joking around. And now what you've seen is a serious Big E, and it works. Craig, what are your thoughts on this match, and who do you want to win? You know, for the longest time, I never really thought Big E would turn into anything. You know, I, I remember when he, he was good and whatever. I think it was still FCW at the time. But then he, he got brought out with Dolph Ziggler and AJ, AJ Lee. AJ Lee. And he was just, you know, basically big guy he, enforcer. And I yeah, thought that's he, he what he was be for the biggest time. And then, you know, they did that thing with the New Day, which I thought was going to be a complete disaster when that started, <laughs> what, in 2013, 2014? Turns out I was 100% wrong on that one. You're all wrong. And we were, yeah, I remember that. I remember those vintages. And I was like, oh, that's saying that's saying well, actually, events is wrong because you guys are gonna be preachers, and everyone hated it. And then it just turned into something. But go ahead. And when I think we all knew eventually it was time for someone that was gonna drift away from the new day when Kofi Kingston was WWE champion, loved that whole thing with him. You know, sorry, I'll leave, but that just happens. Eventually, someone was gonna break away from the new day, and I think we all kind of knew in our hearts it was gonna be Big E. Yeah, I was worried how he was gonna do on his own. But then this feud happened, and it's just the best Big E I have ever seen him do. This this promos have just been phenomenal. His in week, his in ring work has just been so so good. And he's still Big E. He's still funny. Yeah, he's still that same personality. He's still got that same personality. He's got that I switch. Just, that I, I I am just I'm looking forward to this one. Who wins? Oh, maybe. So who wins? I still, I, I think this is, I, th- I think this is the first of a series of matches between these two, and I think Biggie retains, and maybe Apollo down the line takes it. But as far as WrestleMania goes, I think Biggie takes it. It's tough for a, a, a heel to chase a face, right? So I totally. mean, but I, I mean, I, I, I want to see as many of these matches as possible because I think these two finally are, are being showcased, and they deserve it. Next match, we have the Fiend Bray Wyatt. The returning burned alive fiend uh, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Now, hopefully Randy Orton doesn't get straddled by Alexa Bliss again. So he doesn't have any problems at home with the wife. But for me, I think that this match (laughs) is going to be tough. That's not a bad thing. But continue. Yeah, easy DDP. That's a good thing. But bang. (laughs) I think Randy Orton is the, the most gifted uh, worker in, in the business over the last 20 years, right? Or from the last 20 years, right? So he started in 2000 through now. I think everything that he does in the ring, he makes look easy. And his psychology is way better now than it used to be. My fear is these two don't mesh well. Like we've seen it, right? Like the Firefly, whatever match that he burnt the, the house down, it, it was terrible. And their WrestleMania match was not great either. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think Bray Wyatt's going to win. I think he needs to win this match because if, if he comes back from being burnt alive and loses, then how do you take that character seriously moving forward? 
it's intriguing. It could be horrifying to watch for, from a wrestling standpoint, though. But I'm going to take the fiend, right? I'm, I'm, I'm speechless because I'm just like, like I said, we saw this at WrestleMania 33. It doesn't work. Like people were going to the bathroom. I went to go get my nachos and hot dogs during this match. It was terrible. Like I, I, it was. It's a joke. It's a joke. Like I even went by and walked and met Queen Charmel. Hey, Queen Charmel, how you doing? Like I met her. Like I'm like, this is not going to be a good match. Like, and we know Alexa Bliss somehow somebody's going to get involved. You know, hopefully not to the point that you just said about getting, getting shot. That's wild. You know, because <laughs> that that's a whole different. That's a whole. That's a whole. That's a whole nother. You know, let him in. No, do yeah, not let him in. Don't let him in, Alexa. That's no. real heat. That that ain't cheap. That, 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 that's yeah, that, real that's heat. actually that's real heat, right? Exactly. So yeah, so, sorry, Kim. We, we love you, but no, man. Like I, I'm just I'm not excited for this match at all. Like I mean, I I like the Fiend character. I was more excited what they did last year with him and John Cena. That was actually awesome. I think they actually surprised people. I think they were like, oh, it's a cinematic match. What, you know, what are we gonna do with this, or whatever? But they, I was at that SmackDown that he came on the challenge. I just moved back to Boston at, at that time, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to Tampa, gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> gonna see the Bray, gonna see Bray and, and John. Nope. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. But uh, yeah, I'm, listen, I'm not excited for this match. But I mean, since you know, since for content, because we can't have enough of that, we have to pick a winner. I'm gonna go with my guy Randy Orton. Oh God, that can't happen. That's a character killing. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, hey, okay. oh well. If, if, if hey, listen, I'm I'm RKO baby. I'm <laughs> out of nowhere. I, I want to see him. I want to see like a WrestleMania 31 type of RKO. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe maybe out of the sister Ab- Abigail holds them up, flips sure. them. One, two, three. I hear voices in my head. That's what I want to hear. I, I don't want to hear let him in. Craig. Edge, Christian, Ric Flair, The Big Show, Shawn Michaels. These are all people that were involved in probably one of the most exciting storylines in the entire pandemic era of WWE. It was the return of the legend killer where Randy Orton was put on top of the mountain. Like he rightly deserves to be. So SummerSlam, he loses to Drew McIntyre after he just won the, after he just won the WWE championship at Hell in a Cell to Drew McIntyre. He loses it immediately, and immediately for the next six months is thrown into a feud with Bray Wyatt. This is this is just like this is just like malpractice against one of your top performers of all time. It's <laughs> it's so bad. He had two phenomenal matches against Edge. He had this great feud where he became the legend killer, the best wrestler on the planet. They had a match to determine that. And now it's Fiend for six months and Fiend again, and he's probably going to lose in a squash match to the Fiend because that's the only way he can sell the Fiend. The Fiend is just supposed to be just someone who comes in and destroys somebody. That's it. Is yeah. it, you want to you want a wrestling match? Bring it out, Firefly Bray Wyatt. He can wrestle a match. The Fiend he comes in and he destroys people. That's it. That's all he does. Who wins? Bray Wyatt in a squash. Hope that's not true. A match that's going pretty unrecognized is uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Love Asuka. I think Vince has a really hard time with her. He does. He hasn't quite figured out how to make her like the bad ass kicker that she could be, that she was in NXT. Oh, I think. No, no, no. I think. No, she, no, hold on. No. I think she's shown a lot of personality here, but Rhea Ripley, it's her time. She should have beat Charlotte last year. She is a big, she has everything. She can work. She looks the part. So 
again, <clears throat> Rhea Ripley, get out there, beat Asuka. She should have a new streak. Go ahead, Ray. You want to interrupt me? Go ahead. No, I want to make your point about the point of shit about Vince not knowing to do with Oscar. No, he ruined that chance in 2018. When she yeah. won the women's world, the first women's world rumble, you know, her and Shisuke won it that night. And it's like, okay, you know, nobody's ready for Oscar. And you have her lose to Charlotte at WrestleMania. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, how? I mean, if anything, if you were going to have her lose the streak eventually, once you have that build, whether it's SummerSlam, even Survivor Series, and then you can say, I finally, I, you know, eat, sleep, conquer, whatever. You can make up something for Charlotte at that moment. But I'm like, that's when that's when Oscar died. It was in 2018. That that version of her, it died then. Yeah, she puts on great matches every week. And, you know, she had that little thing going with Carrie Sane, uh, who's no longer with the company. But that that's when it happened. Like, they ruined her character. But, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's a ripple time. She's awesome. You know, the Nightmare is a great character. And, yeah, I, I think they would have put her over last year had they had fans in, in the stands at that moment. I, th- I just think they went they went the safe route and kept the belt on, on Charlotte. But now they can't. And I, I think that, you know, as Oscar gets a little older, I think that this is, you know, even though she can still really work. She can not? go. Yeah, she can definitely go. But why not? put Why not put the belt on Rhea Ripley and see yep. what, what she can do? So I'm, I'm excited to see what that match, is, match uh, does. And, yeah, it, it, it won't disappoint. It won't disappoint. Craig? Oh, that's a motorcycle going by me. Okay. I I can tell you, you you know, a funny story about me is I can tell you the future. I can see two days into the future. And this match, to me, is where Asuka's reign ended. She's I don't think she lost it since after Money in the Bank, right? Nope. Yeah. Sasha was Raw Women's Champion for like a hot, a hot week or whatever. Yeah. Remember when she was uh, uh, with, with Bailey, But she didn't really lose it. Right. But but since she was basically gifted the belt from Becky Lynch, she didn't lose it or anything, right? So I think that I, I, I do think Charlotte was originally booked to beat Asuka again at WrestleMania. Yeah, and, I love that. And, oh, I hate that so bad. And, you know, <laughs> Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley was, you know, coming up to the main roster anyway, so just put her in that spot. That's fine. She's phenomenal. She's great. I'm not a huge great. fan of her, but I know she's a great worker, so I'm not going to take any slack from her. She's probably going to beat Asuka, and it's going to be a great match and everything. Then Raw will come on. It'll be one of the top-of-the-hour segments, and it'll be her coming out, doing her thing about this is my brutality and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, I see it now. I'm, I see it into the future. I can tell you that this upcoming Monday, Becky Lynch will be coming back this upcoming Monday and facing or, Ripley. Or, or it's Ronda. Or it could be Ronda, which I would love. I don't think it's going to be Ronda, but I love that. It's just yeah. I, 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 when I try and think of these things, I just think of the most logical conclusion. And to me, that's just Becky coming back to take back what you never lost. Love that. Can't hate that. Nope. Uh, the one thing I, I'd point into that story, and I, I don't mean to diminish your pick, is she handed Oscar the belt, so wouldn't it make more sense for her to come out the night after WrestleMania after Oscar retains? Either way, whoever wins that is going to face off against Becky yeah. Lynch. The last match of the of of the card, night two, WrestleMania thirty seven, the Universal Championship, the big dog, the head of the table, yeah, Roman Reigns versus the Rated R Superstar Edge and the Ultimate Underdog. And the leader of the Yes Movement, Daniel Bryan, who's been in, in, injected into this match. For this, this 
All right, so let's just talk about it. The reason that he was put in this match is because people backstage think that Edge looks a little old and he's looking older week by week. And live crowd's not going to boo Roman Reigns over Edge. Like Edge is really, I, I love Edge. He's really good. But if it's Roman versus Edge, they're going to cheer Roman, which would really throw everything off. Nobody's going to boo Daniel Bryan. You just can't do it unless he makes you and he's not going to make you. In this match. that That's not true. I'm here to tell you. If Roman loses, it's the wrong thing. He should not lose for a very long time. If he's going to lose next, honestly, with with the championship on the line, it should be the Big E next year. That should be the next time that he loses this belt. I do think they might do something stupid and have Edge brutally beat up Daniel Bryan and, and, and pin him for the win. So I think Roman Reigns should win. I think Edge is going to win. Ray, go ahead. So Daniel Bryan got booed out the building in WrestleMania 35. I was there. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah, but he yeah, was, that was by design, though. Yeah, no, was, no, I'm, no. But saying no, I know. But you're saying that no one would boo him, like just well, I'm, like that crowd was white hot for Kofi Kingston. It was like if Daniel Bryan retained that night, I'm not sure he would have made it out of MetLife Stadium. I know because it took me two hours to get the. It, it was insane. Like fans would have been waiting by the car. Like no, you were not leaving as the planet champion. You and Rowan are not leaving this city at, at that time. So I'm telling that that is a fact. That is not a prediction. <laughs> that is a spoiler, right? No, but no. I, I mean, this is going to be an awesome match. I agree. Ro- Roman has been on the best run of his career as well, and you know, yeah, we might need to see him Punk's have a title reign. Four hundred thirty-four days. Get let him rock. He came back at SummerSlam. You know, he's like, you're not a monster without me. And it was like, oh, okay, this is different. And then, you know, the pairing with him and Paul Heyman is perfect. Gold. gold. I, so I, I didn't think he needed Paul Heyman. He did. He did. I, I, he, he did. He you did. Think he so? did. Yeah. It was a good enough talk <laughs> about him. I, I, I did, no, but it's like ever since, I mean, he he had, I mean, I know a couple of years ago at, uh, what, what probably was that? I don't know if they still do it. The No Mercy with him and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I feel oh, like he started, yeah. that's when he started to turn the curve a little bit as far as his promos. Like, he started to get better, <laughs> mainly because Cena embarrasses ass on national TV. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, you know, if you want to learn how to do it, if you want to learn how to be a big dog, you know, you got to learn how to talk. Shut your mouth, John. So, like, he literally turned, you know, uh, turned the curve that night. But, no, Heyman is the perfect mouthpiece, really, for any character. But yeah, uh, the, the pairing with him and Reigns is, is is awesome, and I'm like, it's just I just wonder what's gonna happen when when Brock comes back. You know, does he do like how he did at WrestleMania 29? He came out with CM Punk and um. Well, I think you gotta I, keep I the, you gotta keep those two away from each other. For I mean, you have to. So yeah, yeah, the, I, I I agree, but I'm just like, I just wonder what happens. They have the ability to because right now they're doing everything from uh, the Thunderdome, right? So in reality, Brock could show up on Raw. Keep Roman on SmackDown. Paul's going to be there anyway. They're not traveling. So, but you're right. Uh, gun to head, Ray. Who wins this match? <sighs> the rated R superstar. Hmm. Edge. I, I think I, I'm like, I, I just think, cause, I mean, you can say all you want about him looking like he's out of it. Edge is still a top tier performer when he's on. We saw it last year. We saw yeah. it. I mean, from the, the he had the match of WrestleMania 36. I don't care what anyone else says that that backstage match with him and Randy Orton was phenomenal. I and mean, then the the follow up matchup at Backlash, you know, built as the greatest wrestling match ever, lived up to the hype. Now, granted, you, you're not you can't always have you know that's subjective, right? It was it was a great match. But it, it was it was a phenomenal match. So I I don't know who's saying that. I don't know who what idiot backstage thinks that Edge just cannot go and be healthy. No, that's not what I said. I said. People backstage think that he's looking older by the week. Okay, I mean, so is and that, that idiot, that, that, 
that idiot happens to be allegedly the chairman and the CEO of the the, the company. Okay, then you don't put him in the match. You don't put him over in the Rumble. Then so you're losing your touch, Ben. Joel, you you've been losing your touch. Um, but I, <laughs> I mean, but, but but that's yeah, that, that's six. You know, hour in, you just got me upset. But no, man. But listen, I, like I said, I would not be upset if Edge won. I won't be upset if Daniel Bryan wins either, right? Because I mean, you know, that WrestleMania 30 moment was, was special. It was special. The buildup to that awesome, like, you know, Daniel Bryan was great. I mean, he's a great ring performer, greatest champion. So, and he hasn't had a run as a champion. So maybe this is his time. So maybe Daniel Bryan finds a way to win, but I think Edge gets it done this time around. It's odd that there's a, a triple threat with three very different performers and nobody's going to be really upset if either wins. Right? Because right. I mean, you could make the argument that says they all deserve it. How, Craig, tell me, last match of the night, who wins and why? I think that this is I I this is one of those matches you know I know I've pooed on most of the card but this is one of those matches where I feel pretty good and the, the way I would book this match if I was you know in Gorilla or something like that and, you know I just let these three guys go out there you know do it however they do a twenty minute match and I have you know Daniel Bryan somehow do something that costs Edge some and you know Roman Reigns end up winning somehow and just weaseling out and then starts a feud with somebody else the following week on SmackDown. And you just, you know, if, if this is, you know, a lot of people are saying this could be the end for Daniel Bryan, if that's the end, you know, super. But, you know, Ed versus Daniel Bryan would not be a bad feud. Can we all just agree that Roman can't eat the pen? No, you protect him. He's your top guy. You protect him like nobody's business. Yeah, like, like what paper was that? Elimination Chamber? No. What, what match did he, when he faced Kevin Owens? What, 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 what paper was that? Was that oh, at a couple the of It was a couple oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a few of them. But he also tapped to, to Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Right, 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 yeah, <laughs> so. right. You know, so I was just, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I said once again, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, there you go, put it out there. I'm, I'm here, I'm here for the the Roman Roman Empire, baby. I'm here for it. So I was like, keep, keep it going. I do think down the line, eventually, again, since he's, they're both on SmackDown, I do, I would love to see him and Seth go at it again at some point. Obviously, the story has to be right again, but could I could, I could totally see Steph saying like, oh, so, you well, you're the head of the table. Well, I'm suffering wrong. I'm the freaking architect. Without me, you're not here. Yeah, that requires Seth being in the face, though, right? That'd be tougher. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, which which is fine. I like I like I like face uh, Rollins. It was cool to see that at WrestleMania 30. He's such a good bad guy. All three of he's all three such all a good three bad guy. Guys he is, but it, it, but he's he's one of the few guys where it's like it doesn't matter how how what he's playing, he plays it well. Like sure. like Shawn yeah. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. They met whether he was the heel. <laughs> You know, oh Montreal, yo. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> rest of the fans, go back and watch that promo. <coughs> Excuse me, in Montreal, right before someone Sam 05. Please, it's I, one I think of the it's greatest. One, one of the greatest of all time. Like the, just the facial reactions, you know, the crowd, <laughs> the crowd's going there. It's just like, and it's oh man, Hitman's music, Hitman, uh, Brett, Brett Hitman Hart music drops. It's just like, oh, whole yeah, place oh, went man. nuts. Great. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> so that concludes our, our prediction show and rundown of the card. Now it gets to the good stuff. Now, we, because this is WrestleMania, it's a two-night event, so we're going to go a little bit longer than you would do, than you would normally expect on, for a podcast. So now what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to just talk about some of what we think are the best WrestleMania matches of all time. And I think it's hard to start this list. And I'm going to say it right now. I am the biggest Shawn Michaels fan that there is. He, to me, is the greatest wrestler all around because of his ability to sell, his ability on the mic. He, he had charisma, hit everything. It's hard for me to say that Taker Shawn 25 isn't the best. 
that's I've gone back and watched that that match so many times. And when Taker jumped, you know, did his running leap over the top rope, I thought he broke his neck. And then from there on in, it was on. Like, they just turned it on. I love that match. Ray, you you and I have talked about that match, too. Like, when you go back and you watch that, like, what do you think? Because those two are in their mid-40s during that. Yeah, I mean, the the storytelling during that four-year period, so really from 07 to 2010, really was just remarkable. And obviously, you know, they both been in the company forever at that time. Obviously, you know, we think about Bad Blood 97, which is, you know, we talked about on a on previous show, TP. You know, they've had great matches before, but I mean, man, this match here, you know, like I said, it was basically about a two-year buildup at the time. And, you know, 25th anniversary is in Houston. You know, they're main eventing, you know, that, that WrestleMania. And... Well, it should have been. No, it, it was the main event because it, was, it, was, it came after... Oh, it was a Cena. It was Cena, and and Triple H followed it. Don't even remember it, honestly. <laughs> Don't even remember it. And I, 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 I forgot because he was a world, yeah, or in, or in one Royal Rumble that yeah. So I forgot. My bad. But yeah, you don't even remember that match, honestly. Like Triple H just had some great matches at, at uh, WrestleMania. That wasn't one of them. It, it, that wasn't one of them, right? Exactly. Either way, that Taker, Taker, and Michaels was the main event. So I stand firm on 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 that uh, on that sentiment. But yeah, it's hard to top. I mean, the one they had the year, the next year, you got some that think that one was even better. And the only reason why I could, I could say that could be number one was because of what we knew was going to happen if. You know, if Sean if Sean lost, and I mean, man, I mean, just the the series of kickouts. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh five had they had Jr. on the microphone. They brought him back for this match, mm-hmm. and first of all, the entrance. Sean comes down from the sky. Right, Taker comes up. The promo Taker saying sometimes it's hell. Uh, to, uh, you got to go through hell to get to heaven. Like they they played on everything. And then when Sean does the, the moonsault or, or, or he tries to do the, the nip up and Taker counters it into a tombstone, one, two, he kicks out. And for the first time ever, Taker sold it. Like his, he, he, his eyes and you hear JR say, I'm having an auto body experience. Like, what did I just see? Uh, you, you can't really articulate what it feels like to watch that match. For the first time, right? I think what was, and I know you went to Ray, but I'm sorry. I said, what was interesting to me about this match is the way it was built. It was just another, I can beat the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania kind of feud to begin with. It, you know, it didn't get to the what it was more meaningful next year, well, but it was built really, it was built just as another. They built it that Shawn Michaels had never lost the Undertaker on a pay per view. It was true. All right. Never had. Yeah, but at, at its core, it was still the other, I could beat the Undertaker's undefeated yeah. streak. And, you know, and that's what, you know, and that's what that was. And there have been good Undertaker matches at WrestleMania as well, obviously. And, you know, this has just happened to be the in-ring, the in-ring part of it was just, you know, potentially, if not the best, the easily top five greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Of all time. I mean, that of false finish, There's that's the first time that he's ever crossed his arms, the opponent's arms, and they kick out. And the look that Taker gives, thinking, like, what do I need to do to beat this guy? I mean, it was perfect. Number two, or these are in no order, okay? I will say that what we just talked about for me is the number one match, again, Savage Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. If you have access to YouTube, to the WWE Network on Peacock, not a sponsor, sorry, Craig, you need to go back and you need to watch this match because it is perfection, and it's not by accident. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage is one of the greatest performers in the history of the professional wrestling. One of the best promos, definitely one of the most unique promos. 
and one of the best in ring because he could do it all. He was you believed that he could beat anybody up because he was big and strong, but he could also fly over the top rope, do the elbow drop. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is, I think, we all regard him as one of the best workers, mm-hmm. top ten, top twenty-five workers in the history of the business. And the fact that Randy wrote down every single move on a on a piece of paper and a notepad and gave it to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and said, "This is what we're going to do," and they did it. And WrestleMania three ninety three thousand, I think one hundred and seventy nine or one hundred seventy three people in the Pontiac Silverdome broke the indoor attendance record. We all remember Hogan and Andre, but we've all talked about this. There are matches that talk you into the building, and then there are matches when you talk about when you leave the building. This match and Rayshon, you just watched it recently. This is one of those matches. Yeah, it it was the first time that I I seen that whole pay per view. Like I've seen different matches at different times, but when I saw that Steamboat Sta- Savage match, I was like, man, like this is incredible. And like you know, I'm glued. And obviously, it happened thirty, you know, thirty four years ago. But to be glued, yeah. you know, to the you know glued to the television like it was like it just happened, you know, last night shows that you know just certain matches that always will stand the test of time. And once again, you know, we talked about this off the air. It was for the IC title. The intercontinental title used to really mean something. Not just something where it was a guy that was a placeholder. When that title was on the line, it meant that either you were about to be the man, or there was sometimes he was even bigger than the guy that was the that, the world champion. Poison Cape. Point in case was, you know, WrestleMania 10 as well. Was Scott Hall and I, well, sorry, Razor Ramon, excuse me, Razor Ramon against Shawn Michaels for the ladder match, you know, well, the first ladder match on a pay-per-view. You know, he wins the IC title to unify it. And I'm like, that you, you remember that more than Bret Hart winning winning that against Owen Hart. Like you just remember that. So we got to give back to that. The IC title meaning something and really people getting invested in that and on in that title. But yeah, but like far as Steamboat and Savage go, man, like, it was phenomenal to see that match. I definitely would have been a fan of Steamboat had I been alive. Yeah. At that time. I mean, he he was awesome. And definitely got to watch the match with him and Jericho too. I think we they at twenty four or twenty five. I guess twenty five. It's just twenty five. Yeah. So got to watch that too if you're if you're a fan. You know, he's much older by then, but still at it. Old still school it. is cool. It was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and Roddy Piper versus Chris Jericho with Mickey Rourke in attendance. Yeah, that's where it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You mentioned it. You mentioned it. We don't have to talk about it too much. Ladder match WrestleMania ten. Intercontinental Championship. Shawn Michaels had been suspended as an Intercontinental Champion for testing positive for steroids. <clears throat> he swears he didn't take them. He's been pretty honest about his, his drug use and all of his all the things that he's done wrong. Vince calls him and says, "Hey, we need the belt." Shawn says, "I have the belt. It's here with me. Why don't you come and get it?" So they make Razor the the champion. Then Shawn comes back with the belt. They unify it, and that match went way longer than it was supposed to. Took up a lot of time on the card, but it was worth it. I mean, that splash off the top of the ladder, they play that on highlight film from now. Well, I'll further that point about WrestleMania 10. Like, I, that's not, it's not, even though that was a great match, like, that's not in my top five, though. No. Um, you know, I, I told you before, before the show, you know, the next match after that Steamboat and, and Savage match really is Rock Hogan. And I know. Mm. You yeah. believe that you know if you turned off the uh, turned off the TV that the match was horrible. No, the volume, that, not, no, not the TV. Oh, the volume, whatever, whatever. That's 
call it what you want. That that match, I'm sorry. Like I to this day, I like to I watch that match about four or five times a year. Like it just I mean, it's to see Hogan come down and you know the NWO music hits that he's playing the guitar coming down there, and then you hear you know, you're hearing 75, 80,000 yelling Rocky, and then you know, Hogan. I mean, it was just crazy, man. And I'm I'm not sure there's been a more live crowd that I've heard than that night. And that that was watching in our pay-per-view. So I can only imagine being there. Like I was in the Superdome. <laughs> I was in the Superdome for 34. When even I mean this is not as big of a moment, but when Daniel Bryan's music hit when he was coming out with Shane McMahon and his return match, that crowd went nuts. But I'm like, I still don't think that was anything like what yeah. happened when, you know, when Rock and Hogan was there. And like I said, once again, it was also a hell of a match. <laughs> it well, wasn't just something where it's like, oh, I mean, Hogan, no, it, it was a moment. No, it was a hell of a match. And like I said, on top of that, it was two of the, it was icon versus icon and it lived up to the hype. The Hogan second did, one was garbage, but the first one was good. <laughs> yeah, Hogan did the right thing, right? He put the rock over, but he made sure that he did it while coming in a heel and leaving a baby face. So that's not let's not let that go unnoticed. Also, I say that match, in my opinion, is one of the greatest WrestleMania moments. Right? The, after the music has has faded away, they're standing in the ring and they both start looking at the crowd, and the crowd is just eating it up everything hogan did they cheered he hit rock with his belt they cheered instantly the rock was turned uh, i mean the crowd turned and when i remember vividly when the rock ha- had hogan down like on, on his knee and he hit him with one of his punches and hogan started hulking up which by the way he never did as hollywood hogan because that's not a heel thing to do right. but he, he read the room and the whole place went nuts and i i think for, yeah, that's a it's a great match, but it's a great match because of the interaction with the crowd. Less to do with what happened in the, with the yeah, but that that's, that that matters though. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Like you know, is that that's and that's another reason why. I mean, granted, the in ring thing we talked about with WrestleMania twenty six with Sean and, and Taker, like the crowd helps to make the match, which is why yeah. you know, we're missing <laughs> that that element. Obviously, you know, it goes without being said. But yeah, I, I mean, looks like I said, I, I watched that match so so much. Like I I I, I said, I, I can I, I never get tired of it. I know how it ends. I know you know I know how the finish goes. Like it's just all that. But it, it was great. Another match that should have been the main event that wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it, it, oh no. Well, I mean, listen to to me. It was the main event, so I could care less about Jericho and Hunter, Rock and Hogan, WrestleMania eighteen. Is honestly, and I'm 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 not ashamed to say that it might be like I said that might be my favorite match of all time. Like I'm not ashamed to say that. Like that, that's how much I love that match. Yeah, it was awesome, and I I crave to be in a crowd like that. So who knows? One day with this show, who knows? We might meet you know to the masses, and this will be you know we're already getting you know getting pretty big as is. But man, it it would, it would be dope to to be involved in a crowd like that for WrestleMania week. That would be I'm, awesome. Watch out, Sam Roberts. We're coming for you. I imagine it's a lot like WrestleMania 30, that triple threat match with with uh, with, with Brian. Oh my God! Like oh, the crowd. When Daniel Bryan was taken out on, on the stretcher and came back, they exploded when he won. I think, and just for time purposes, a little bit, a, a little controversial take here because it wouldn't be cheap heat unless we did a little, something controversial. It could be argued that the greatest triple threat match in WWE history took place at WrestleMania 20. And if you try to search for it on any network, mm-hmm. it will come up as Shawn Michaels versus Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. But neither of those two won. Chris Benoit, winner of the 2004 Royal Rumble, Wait, goes on. Two minutes, yep. 
has a phenomenal uh, program and in, in which well actually was entering into a program where Sean and Hunter had just had a last man standing match at the Rumble and it, it ended when neither of them could get up after the count of 10. Sean said he, he had some unfinished business, super kicked Benoit, put himself on the contract, brings us to Madison Square Garden in 2004. And Benoit had been a guy, you know, a lot like Eddie Guerrero, that everyone thought should finally be a champion. Because technically in the <laughs> ring, aside from Kurt Angle, you know, just pure technical, you know, just technical wrestling, there's no one that was better ever in that ring. And that match was unbelievable from all the false finishes to Triple H, what I thought was pedigree in Chris Benoit, and, and that gets turned into a, a crossface, or the sharpshooter on Triple H in the middle of the ring, then Sean super kicks him out of nowhere. It's one of the it's it's one of the, the best matches in my opinion, and one of the greatest crowd reactions because that was in what, what many people would refer to as the reign of terror, where Triple H was not losing to a lot of people that he was not friends with. So putting so tapping out to Benoit in the middle of the ring at Madison Square Garden at the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania, n- nothing bigger, nothing bigger than that. What yeah, makes, and then, you know, right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What makes that so sad and unfortunate, too, is the celebration that happened right after it, because that's the night it right. the WWE title as well, or the heavyweight title, whatever it was. It's just, that's just, you know, looking back on it, you know, what is that, 13 years later, 20, 17 years, 17 years later, holy shit. Right, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's just... Sad, and, you know. Obviously, Eddie Guerrero went out the way he went out, and the way Chris Benoit went out. It just—it's just sad, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying no for sure. As Craig, literally, we had like the same thought. Like yeah. it, it was awesome to see them celebrate that after after the match. And I mean, hell, talk about that match too. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle was great too. You know, uh, you know, he lied and cheated still to retain the title. It, it's yeah, with, with the boo, right? But it's it, you know, speaking of that same year, it's it, it just it sucks that. I, I wish the No Way Out match was the WrestleMania. Yeah, match. yeah, it should it should have been that, that that No that No Way Out match. I mean, to this day, that that's my favorite non WrestleMania match. Like, yeah, because conversely, like, I mean, oh my god, oh, I mean, you know, come come on, Eddie, come on, Eddie, you know, and, and I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Cole. Just like he made the, he made that call, the miracle on Bourbon Street of Daniel Bryan. He made that moment that much better with the come on, Eddie, come on, Eddie. You know, tonight, Eddie Guerrero has a different high. Like that, that was a great call. <clears throat> Excuse me. You I think know, so. That's one thing I miss about that. But yeah. I think there, there you know, we, we could go on for hours about this. I think there are some honorable mentions. There's Taker Triple H to WrestleMania 28, the Hell in a Cell match. That was both, 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 both years, 27 and 28. 28, though, that brutality. I mean, 27 was a great story to tell that Taker barely won. He, he could, and he didn't even walk out, but that Hell in a Cell match with Sean as a referee to end the end of the era, awesome. This is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time because it's just whole entire feud was just phenomenal. You had, I remember, the started back in 2012, The Undertaker came back. We all thought it was going to be Sting, and he came back, and then Triple H came out because he wanted to finish what Sean couldn't. And... You know, Undertaker. You know, this is the point where the Undertaker was kind of banged up, and this is a point where people will stop for like the millionth time. All right, well, that's the annual we'll ever. That's the last we'll ever see of him, and we thought it was. And then he Undertaker comes back in the next year, and every single person out there in that ring. All right, two years in a row, Triple uh, Triple H versus the Undertaker WrestleMania. Then Triple H walks away because yep. he doesn't want to destroy him. Yep. 
then that all leads to the match at WrestleMania, which is the storyline in that. And I'm going to include Shawn Michaels in that four year. Oh, yeah. That between those, just those three guys involved in one storyline. To me, that was the best I mean, in the history. You, you can't not include Sean in that because no. if you remember, uh, he was a really big part in, in the first match in 2011 in Atlanta, where he said, uh, "Where Taker said to you know, if you th- why do you think you can beat me when Sean couldn't?" Right. And then the next year, you know, when it's revealed that Taker had shaved his head, that's the first time we saw it in the Hell in a Cell. Right, they'd faked hair for a while, and the, the story was that he'd been pulling his hair out for the year since he lost that match, or since he barely won that match. But that super kick into a pedigree for a two count was—I I, I thought it was—I thought it was over. Me I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I was—I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it's going to happen. I'm like, I can't believe it's going to end like this. And I'm like, you had a one, two, and it just at like. You know, two and like nine tenths. It was like, yeah. oh, I was like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, wow! I was like, he he, he kicked out. And it's you know, so and nuanced like, because Sean was a guy that kicked him, but he didn't fast count it. No, he counted it oh. for real. Although he did fast count a couple of times in that match. Yeah, but then they, like you remember after he kicked him and he and he kicks out, like they they just show Sean in the corner with his hand with like right. his. But that, yeah, right. But that, that's what adds to the story. But that's what adds to the story, and that's where. You know, some of you new age wrestlers now go back and watch some of the stuff where it's it's the psychology, it's the nuance. Like he gives him the kick, and it, like I said, Craig just said it, a couple of times in that match, he fast counted. But in that moment, because they knew it was a special moment, it's going to be one, two, two, and then it left, it's like oh, it was like you you have you have everybody on the edge of their seat. So that's where just knowing where basically like we talked about how to read the room. That's what Shawn Michaels, that's what those three guys knew how to do better than most. And I said, Craig, you were right to say it. that four-year run really is the best run, really probably in, in all of in all of wrestling, honestly. No, none of the matches disappointed. You know, I said this just, you know, it, it was it was great each time. It was great. It was great. And you know, like I'm forever thankful that I was able to see those matches. It's too bad we couldn't see it live, like in person. But man, it was it was awesome to to see, and that we can always go back and watch it. You know, on, on the WWE Network or now now this Peacock. So yeah, it's, it's it's great, man. But like, yeah, there's there's so many other matches I can think of too from WrestleMania. And I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I know we couldn't make it all Shawn Michaels, but I mean, why not? He, <laughs> well, he, I mean, he has missed the WrestleMania angle. Well, yeah, Kurt Angle as well. Him and Kurt Angle at uh, at WrestleMania 21. Which Jericho. Got, yeah, yeah, that's that's the next one. Jericho at nineteen. I mean, it, it was just it, it was it was crazy. Him and Austin at fourteen, like you know, the, with a broken Austin, back. You know, and what so, about- so, speak, so speaking of psychology, right? Mike Tyson, who he understood the psychology of boxing, but not necessarily with wrestling. So he does a double cross, but he only yep. counts. You know, he counts one, two, three, and it's just like, no, Mike, no, Mike, like, you got a little bit of a slower count. And I know his adrenaline probably was rushing at that moment, too, because I know Boston was on fire at that on moment. Fire. On fire. But it's just like, it's like, it, just a little bit of a slower count. The one, two, I think it gave, I three, think, it's just like, ah. I actually think he was told to do that, because I give Sean an out. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like if I mean, he came back, like but if he, knew he, knew he was out of there anyways. He was gone. Like I said, you know. Remember, you said you were there. You talked about it on a previous show. You know, I, lost I, my I, smile. I was not there. I was not there. Well, I was. I thought in, she was. I was in Lowell when he lost his smile in '97. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you. Okay. So yeah. So it's like, it was. It was on. <clears throat> excuse me. He, he he was on his way. Like I said on on a bad back. You know, broken back. 
yeah, bad back, broken back. He has a missing, you know, the, the next four years. He, he comes back in like, you know, commissioner role and some other stuff, but you know, it wasn't any, any in ring stuff. So yeah, man. I mean, like I said, there's so many other uh, WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match. Yes, ex- exactly. You know, you know, what Sean Marcus talks about in his, in his Hall of Fame speech, like, you know, think about no one wanted to, you know, no one wanted to see it at the time, but they, they made sure that they made it a go. But I think about, I, I can't believe we didn't even bring this up. Table, ladders, and chairs to oh, at WrestleMania oh. 17. I mean, the Deli Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. That's well, what do you easy. think? What do you think? That's, that's the best tag team match of all time. Is that is, it's not even is, close. is that more of a match, like a best match, or is that moment when Edge spears Hardy from the belt? No, that, that was a hell of a match. That like the mo- the Edge moment you always remember, but that was a, that was also a hell of a match. Like even their triangle ladder match the year before was really good when Edge and Christian won the title for the first time. But TLC two took it up another level. Um, but they've been doing that for the last year and a half, so they've really built up that story, you know, up to WrestleMania 17. But yeah, that TLC too. I mean, man, um, Lita's chair shot. It was Lita's like, oh. chair shot to Spike Dudley was <laughs> unbelievable. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thing, thing of thing of beauty. Thing of beauty. I think. Yeah, I mean, there there are just so many. There, there are great matches, and I think you know, for all those jagged wrestling fans out there that say that it's not as good as it used to be, if you think about all the matches that we've been able to see over the last, let's just say, seventeen years since WrestleMania twenty, I mean, you have a ton of matches. I mean, also Rock Austin, pick your poison. Is it fifteen? Is it seventeen? Is it nineteen? Seventeen was great because of the turn. I, the I was so I was so pissed. I was so pissed. But 19 was, so pissed. 19 was also great because you had Hollywood Rock coming in and you had Jerry the King Lawler on commentary every 10 seconds saying WrestleMania the movie, so much so that Jim Ross had to tell him to shut up about WrestleMania the movie. Like it was, I think it was everything. I think there were so many matches. Now, again, we're coming to the end of this. Best WrestleMania moments. The Austin era begins. WrestleMania 14. Now, again... My guy was Shawn Michaels. I actually was able to take uh, to not go to school the next day because I was so distraught that Shawn lost, and I knew that he was gone. I mean, you just you could you know the internet was in it was in its infancy back then, but my dad would always let me like read the dirt sheets, and everyone knew that he had a bad back. The Austin era beginning, Jr. screaming Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Mike Tyson lit. I mean, if that was a work punch then it's the best work punch that a non-wrestler's ever thrown to Sean because it, it looked like it hit him. And great story, Hogan slams Andre. WrestleMania, is there a more iconic moment in WrestleMania history than Hulk Hogan's body slamming Andre the Giant? The one moment I could think of that, well, it, it wouldn't have topped it, but it would have been up there. If Brock connected that shooting star press at WrestleMania 19 against Kurt Angle, that might have been up there honestly because i mean been. i mean yeah because I, mean, I mean man to see a guy that big that athletic that strong pull off that move or almost pull off that move was crazy like i was like man this is this is incredible what about seth rollins cashing in the money in the bank at wrestlemania 31 it, it was a great moment because it had people like me pissed off <laughs> I, I mean and that, that that's you know and like i said jbl said it best this is the highest of the century and then that's the you'll never forget that moment. Also, yep. I mean, see, seeing Sting at WrestleMania, seeing the NWO versus DX, you know, yep. we finally get the Monday Night Wars coming to life. Right, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Which, by the way, as far as storylines goes, why the hell would Sting team with the NWO? Because it was a WCW thing. 
Yeah, well, but it's, yeah, but NWO was anti WCW. Yeah, I'm going back. I guess for that sense, I'm going back to WCW 1997 though. So never yeah. mind about that. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And you know, we know the vigilante sits up top with the bat, and yeah, he's he's looking down. And yeah, so I mean that 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 was great. I mean, but I mean, I, it was awesome to see Sting in a he should have won ring. Yeah, yes, he should have. Oh, there was no way over. Vince was going to let a WWE no, guy win that guy. Forget about Vince. 15 years later. Hunter wasn't going to do that, you know? No way. Um, yeah, Hunter wasn't going to put him over. Not, not, not at that moment. Maybe if they had a, a, a part two, he might have put him over, but he wasn't going to put him at WrestleMania. Right. No way. That wasn't happening. But we, the, the next year, WrestleMania 32, we're talking about moments. We The, the ladder match, not a ladder match, the, the triple threat between Sasha, Charlotte, and Donna. Oh, God. Donna. Who was the third person? Becky. Becky, yeah, Becky. That, when Sasha that, comes that was, out with Snoop Dogg singing her down there and, yeah, and, dope. and, 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 awesome. and her Eddie Guerrero gear. I mean, phenomenal. So that, that's what I'm saying. We, it was not the same. Well, we've had matches, at least from 2014 to now, we've had some great moments. The Sting yeah. and Triple H, the, that, the ladyship of threat, but, you know, that was the first women's championship match or a new women's championship match. The Hardy Boys coming back in 2017. Oh. Listen, when I tell you, I, that that camping world stadium was shaking when <laughs> when when they, that was my first WrestleMania uh, in person. That building was shaking. The people thought the New Day was going to be the next team, and they're like, oh, you know, yeah. "Who who who who?" And you hear the. Uh, I was like, I my my, my eyes if my eyes could have came out, I had they would have <laughs> like I I, I got to send y'all the video over that because I'm like I mean that my phone is shaking. Everyone was like hugging each other like we had just won the championship. Like it was insane. It was awesome and. You know, this is not really a moment where everything is coming to my mind right now. But even John Cena coming back a couple of years ago at 35, uh, for, where his gimmick, it was like, you, you heard World Live. It was like, also, Live, he's back? Okay. <laughs> two, uh, two more things in 35. I think Kofi winning. Oh, that, ph- phenomenal. It's amazing. Like, I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I cried. And I know it was a, it, it's, it's real to me, damn it. And, you know, when he hit that SOS and it's like, you know, the one, two, three. And then it's like, because I would have been either Xavier Woods or Biggie. Like, I, I would have jumped in the ring immediately. Like, I know it was his moment, but I'm like, it, it was much bigger than Kofi at yeah. that moment. And it was just like, once again, people was hugging me in the stands like I was Kofi himself. Like, it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe he won. And it was like, we won. I'm like, okay, yeah, we won. Great. Like, get off me. But, <laughs> yeah, get off me. Yeah, you know, but I, I was, oh, man, yeah, that's another moment. I'm like, I'll, I'll never forget that either. So, also, I, I think, uh, go ahead, Craig. I think we're forgetting one. To me, it's my it, it, it's far as far as moments goes. Maybe not matches, but moments. Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. Oh, you're right. That's so. True. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love, I love you. you. And then just <laughs> super. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Let's take a walk behind the shed. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and I said it. And that that's when I but I, I so I didn't know that was gonna be Rick's last match until like it, it didn't dawn on me until you see him like in tears and he's saying yeah. come on he knows it's over, kick knocks his teeth down his throat, one, two, three, and I was just like, man, like and you know, I mean Sean, I Sean you know, yeah, I, it was a great moment. And that's funny, I I forgot I forgot about that, but that's another match I also watched a few times a year too, because I'm just like, man, <laughs> it was so like I said, the, the story was great. The story was great. It was awesome. Uh, I think j- just to wrap it all up, we've been, you know, as wrestling fans, we're privileged. I mean, mania, th- there are bad manias, but there's not, there's never been a mania within like the last 20 years that there's not been one amazing match on the card. 
right? So be on the lookout for that this weekend. I also want to say a moment that happened too late. I don't think that the match lived up to the moment, but it was the triple threat match between Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. They main evented at WrestleMania. It was about time. If there were ever three women to do it, it should have been them. The match by that time, the crowd was too tired. I mean, I think at the end, yeah, I, I was exhausted. Yeah, I you're too like, tired. Said, yeah, and, and no. it, it may have been a botched ending with uh, the way that Ronda put Becky through the finish, and it was a roll up. But you want to see, you know, I, I do love that recently that women have been elevated to the same stature uh, uh, as men. I love the fact that now we have. <clears throat> Bobby Lashley as you know as as Universal or WWE champion. We had Kofi Kingston as Universal or WWE champion. Like we're they're, they're doing the right thing. Everybody go out there and enjoy WrestleMania this weekend because there are fans in the building. It's going to be not a packed stadium, but there are going to be twenty five thousand fans in that stadium two nights in a row. So go out there and enjoy it for Rayshon Buchanan, Craig D'Alessandro. I am Michael Marcangelo saying thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cheap Pete, brought to you by Missing the Point. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there.